Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Late Night Football. This is not a match reaction episode, but it is a reaction show uh, because uh, this morning, well, news broke officially uh, that Eric Ten Hag has signed with Manchester United. Uh, finally, been waiting for a while. We all thought it would be yesterday because, you know, that's how the club operates, but they waited one more day. They gave us one more day to, to stew over, and now they've announced it today. Uh, we did actually do a, a show about uh, Eric Ten Hag last week when uh, Fabrizio Romano broke the news. Uh, Ganea did that one, so if you haven't seen it, do check it out. It's a wonderful watch as well. But uh, we're here, and we're going to do a little bit more in-depth uh, as to, you know, about, about uh, Eric Ten Hag and what that means for United going forward. Uh, joining me today, we've got, it's the FM show back again. We've got uh, Fran and Mike back again on the show. Fran, welcome once again. It's, it's great to have you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I hope you're doing well. And of course, you've got Mike as well. Mike, welcome as well. It's nice to see Thank you. Thank you. Good to see you, gentlemen. Thank you. Yeah, it is. It's awesome. It's, it's great. Yeah, it's, it's wonderful. It's like a, we've got the, the Canadian crew here. And uh, it's, 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 it's you know, I love these ones. I love these shows. I like these ones. Uh, they're pretty nice uh, to do. So anyway, I mean, we were here six, seven months ago. I think it was in December. We were talking about Ralph Panik joining the club mm-hmm. and what that means. And uh, one of the things we t- talked about was possibly... Uh, casting the net a little bit wide when it comes to manager appointments. Uh, I think we discussed Eric Ten Hag as well as one of the guys mm-hmm. who might be coming, though uh, we didn't know about that. So let's get initial reactions in. Uh, let's start with you, Fran. Um, initial thoughts on uh, on signing Eric Ten Hag? What do you think? Um, I was excited. I was so excited. I almost shaved you my were. head. You were. I mean, you are. <laughs> I, know, I, I, I thought, yeah. you know, misery... You know, some good news after misery is always is 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 good for you know being a United fan. It tends to be the trend for this year. So um, we haven't had much good news, and I I think uh, this was one of the better news that we had this season. So I'm ex- I, I felt excited. I was I was happy that Ten Hag got signed. Uh, was the person that was chosen. It feels like the first time United has ever chosen a manager that is right at the at the right moment of his career, at the mm-hmm. right time uh, for him to take another step. And it so happened to be us. Uh, so, yeah, that's how I felt. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. I mean, yeah, uh, definitely makes it's, it's a sensible appointment. I think that's what we can call it. And, you know, that feels weird, isn't it? Uh, uh, you know, United are doing something sensible. Uh, Mike, <laughs> um, obviously, there were other candidates. Uh, and I think I, I don't think he was their preferred candidate, but they've gone with him, uh, with, which, which is good, obviously. Um, I mean, is is this, and I mean, I know we're going to get a reaction on this, but is this a good time to be coming to United or is this a bad time? Because, I mean, you know, the, after what happened on Tuesday, um, mm. some might think it's a bad time, but actually it might, not, it might be the perfect time for him to come in because expectations are so low. They're probably below the ground <laughs> at the moment. So, you know, you're probably thinking that yeah. it's a good time. Well, you know, I did a bit of reading and and it's almost like maybe no time's a good time to come to United just because of the the club and the, you know, the pressure, you know, United, the Premier League and so on. But I think Farhan made a great point. And it's something I I read today in an article that um, almost really the first time since Ferguson himself, we're getting a manager who's like kind of at that point where, you know, he's on the up. He's won some titles. You know, he's like shaped a team. He did really well with the Ajax in the Champions League um, and lost his key players, rebuilt the team. They're having another good season. And, you know, he's young enough. Um, he's got a, a, a clear way of playing. Um, and, you know, players who played under him have great things to say about him. Um, so I, I agree with Farhan. I think we're getting a, the right guy at the right time in his career. And, and one thing I did read is um, apparently a condition of him signing was that he got final say on transfers. 
And I think, I really think he needs, he needs Ferguson-like power in a sense to, to do what needs to be done. Um, and it sounds like he's, um, well, I also read that he really laid into uh, Fletcher and, and Murtaugh in an interview, or Murtaugh, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Uh, he really laid into them and, and kind of tore the team apart, tore them to shreds. Um, and Ronick's been doing that in his own way um, in press conferences. So, yeah, I think, um, you know, hmm, it does seem to be the right time for this kind of manager finally. Um, and I think if Ronick stays, and helps with the structure kind of behind the scenes. Because one thing I did read that, you know, Tan Hag is, um, you know, he's been also, he's been able to succeed within the structure of Ajax. And, and so I think, you know, we got to replicate that in a way. But yeah, I think it's, um, I, I, think, I think it's a good time, as good as a time it can be. I mean, I'm actually, I'm impressed they've gotten it done now. Mm-hmm. And they didn't drag this on until the end of the season or into the, into the summer transfer window. They got it done. So like there's certainty, you know, for everybody. Um, yeah. Yeah. And well, to be fair, even the last permanent managerial appointment was done in March or April. The only problem was that the guy they hired was already sitting there. So, uh, you know, yeah. the social, they, they already had it. Yeah, so yeah, fair enough. That, yeah. But um, yeah, and they've done that. I mean, it's actually a good point, which I, which I was going to touch on. So Mike is kind of given as a nice segue because you're talking about Van Nick and talking about the structure for him. Um, now the report is that now there's lots of conflicting reports here, so we don't know what to believe, and you know you're never going to get the full truth anyway. Um, but the thing is, there's some that are saying that uh, you know Ranik's uh, consultancy role is really uh, two; it's basically part time, so they're doing six hours a week or something like that, which is I mean, it's, it's absurd, right? When you think about it, but that's what he's been given. Others are saying well that he's going to have more of a role um, going forward. That he's probably that Ranik is probably looking to get advice from him going forward. That they want to work together. So there's all sorts of reports. We don't know what to believe. Um, but to Mike's point, with the structure thing, how important is it for Van Nick to stay involved at the club? Because he's already kind of doing, I feel like what he's doing right now is basically, he's basically hinting to the board, he's hinting to the, to the to the new manager. Guess what? You know, these guys, you've got to watch out for them because some of these guys are not good enough. They're not good. You, you can't keep them. Um, you know, and he comes out and makes those statements. So he's probably making that clear. But how much of an environment do you want, is important for him to be at the club beyond his uh, managerial period with, like, with that consultancy role? How important is it for him to stay on? and actually be involved in the club um, affairs going forward. Right. Yeah, yeah, I, it's super important because, you know, he, well, first of all, six hours a month, I wish I could work. I think we all wish we could work like six hours a month or something like that. Um, I was a bit nervous when I heard that because it's just like, you know, he, it, it, it kind of, it kind of made me feel as if United just got a one-off on a guy that's the most important, to me, at least the most important asset um to the team at that time uh, before Tanek hired because he says you know his to me um what I love about Ragnik is his press conference before the match and after the match and that's where he was winning I think a lot of fans over and saying a lot of things that uh we all really feel in terms of like where the team is at what's what's lacking so um you know he he, I don't know if this is a strategy on his part because you you know we don't know if that six hours is true, but he really uh, laid the blueprint and said like, you know, I've already suggested players to the, to, to the team in terms of like who they should be looking at, who should be on their radar and, you know, saying stuff like 10 players need to leave at any given moment, all of which indicate that, you know, um, uh, which is what we all feel. And so it's good that that information is being relayed or 
that information is out there, especially from Ragnar. So it is important for him to um, to be there. And who else knows the team other than him? Like right now, in terms of like the staff, who knows the team better than him? He's trained with them for the last six months. He's, you know, uh, been on pitch side. Who knows, um, you know, whose work ethic is better than the other. And so I'm sure um, Ten Hag would want that information uh, going into the summer transfer window. So um, he, he, we've, I've, I've also read certain things about him not necessarily having um, as much leeway into the interview process. Only came coming in at the end. Uh, so that's it's it's a bit of worrying because it's like almost tug and pull, which you know is the nature of Manchester United and the front office and 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 the players on the pitch. So um, it's I, I I hope that you know he he's he's heard and listened to. Um, you know, he has a lot of insight from building teams in the past and he he knows firsthand from the players that we have who's capable of like um, fulfilling the style of play that Ten Hag wants to play. And I'm sure it's similar to his in a lot of like high press, uh, you know, ball carrying center backs, uh, you know, quick passes and whatnot. So we'll see. We'll see if they'll follow through. I, I, I you know, when it comes to Manchester United board, I don't have faith, but I have faith in the people that are coming in. So they've made two right decisions at two, uh, you know, two, two key moments. And so hope, let, let this like be a trend to continue on. No, yeah, for sure. Um, let's say they made three as well. They also fired to the rec- recruitment staff. <laughs> yeah. as well. That happened as well. Um, and I mean, touching on that, Mike, uh, because O'Farns talked about um, with the, the, the recruitment process, the players, all of that. Um, again, other rumors that Van Dijk is not happy with Dan, Dan, uh, with Dan Fletcher, uh, not Dan Fletcher, Dan Fletcher. Um, I don't know if you've heard that one, but basically he's upset that Fletcher has been, uh, you know, he doesn't know what five Fletcher is running on the training, uh, onto the, you know, technical area and telling players what to do. Apparently Fletcher also trains with the players, which he doesn't like. Um, so there's a lot of, I, I just wonder if if they, uh, you know, and this is a conspiracy theory of mine, but I think, I think they hired Van Dijk because they thought he was the best of both, both worlds. Like he's someone who doesn't mind being interim. And also some of the fans like, so you kind of get, you know, that from him. I, you know, I don't know if they have long-term plans with that consultancy role beyond just like a paper thing. Um, and I mean, I don't know, it, but, but he just seems like someone that you want to keep it on, especially the way he was talking about Liverpool, where he's saying, you know, six, seven players mm-hmm. that came from the, you know, from, from his two list that they went that they're now playing for Liverpool. So he's just such a good asset to have. And yet for some reason, um, whatever that reason is, the United, United don't, don't seem keen on leveraging that. Yeah, I actually hadn't um, heard that he wasn't too happy or, or wasn't kind of keen on whatever role Fletcher's playing in the team. Um, I haven't heard that. I, I, um, I don't think anybody's keen on the role that Fletcher. Nobody even knows what role Fletcher. No, nobody even really he, knows what it is or why. Yeah, like why? Is, is he, is, why is he there? Technical director, but I think yeah. I, I think the United people, when they heard technical director, they probably thought, oh, that means the guy who's on the technical directing the technical area of the pitch. I think maybe that's what it is. But... <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, no. Um, I mean, I agree with. Uh, I mean, a lot of w- with what Farhan said. It's. Um, I mean, here's a guy in Ronnick who um, has a lot of experience building, like not just teams but organizations, establishing a way of playing, looking for players to fit the system, and knowing what that system is and what you need in players. And there was actually um, there was a really good article in the Guardian this week. I forget the um, the writer. It wasn't it wasn't Jamie Jackson. It might have been either like uh, either David Bonnie? Taylor or like Jonathan Lee or one of those guys. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. Um, it was a really great article about 
um, and especially thinking of the Liverpool game, that um, you notice how Ronick is constantly saying, well, we didn't have enough physical intensity or we need to be stronger. And he's been saying this in, in different ways now for several games. Um, and, and I think, um, you know, I think he's sending messages and I hope he's being heard. And I, I really do hope, you know, he is consulted. Um, but I think Farhan, I mean, sorry, Rohit, I think you're hinting at something that, and Farhan, you kind of think about it earlier too. It's like, we all kind of sort of wait with them um, bated breath a bit because somehow like the structure that's already there is, is gonna screw this up, right? Because yeah, what is Fletcher's role? Why won't they listen to Rongnick? They're gonna think, oh, we can do this ourselves. I was reading today that, you know, one obstacle that, that may still be in place are the Glazers themselves because they all get, have to have final say on big decisions. Mm -hmm. So they can't just let the football people do the football thing. And even there, it's, it's a bit confused. So, um, but I think, um, yeah, I think Rondick, you know, he's, he's sending his messages, you know, oh, you know, like, and the way he was like, you know, talking about Klopp and Guardiola and the way they got to build their teams and, and, uh, and things like that. And, you know, he did say um, it could be done within two to three transfer windows. You just have to do it smartly. Yeah. You have to rebuild smartly. You can do it. It can be done. And I think, I mean, uh, I think Farhan alluded to it. Um, you know, I think the a big problem might be you got to move a lot of players out and it, and it has to be done. And I, I wish, I mean, if they listen to Ronick and, and I'm, I think Ten Hag has also voiced his opinions on the squad, um, move the players out and I don't know, like eat, eat the money. If you have to eat the money, yeah. you know, loan them out, take the, I mean, Pog was gone for sure. Probably let it go, you know, and, and other players who maybe. Yeah, you're What's moving that? too fast. We're going to talk about the players. We're moving too fast. Okay. I mean, I really hope Rongnick um, is consulted like fully and properly. Um, I, I think it could be a real chance to move United forward and kind of get us past the. It's, it's not nice to say, you know, the kind of albatross of Ferguson in a way, kind mm -hmm. of hanging over the team and just yeah. go a new direction. Yeah, I think this, yeah, I mean, I guess sometimes, I mean, the, the thing with the past managers has been that there's not been that disconnection from Ferguson. I think he's a big presence. I don't, I don't agree with a lot of reports that people talk about him, like wanting power or influence. I don't think that's yeah, true. Yeah. I just think that there is a different differential culture at the top and that sometimes inhibits people. But anyway, we will see what happens there. Well, we're going to, I mean, the reason I started Mike is because, you know, that that's kind of a thing that makes, you know, all of us kind of ball into our players, but we have to talk about players. And then I wanted to, Dustin, I will come to you as, uh, right now as well, because we talk about player transfers, uh, Mike. Now, here's the thing. This is interesting. Now, when I count, um, you've got Pogba who's leaving. You've got Lingard who's leaving. You've got Matic, Mata, um, you've got Cavani, and um, there's one more that I'm forgetting. Who is that? Um, Lingard? John, Jones, Jones. Well, jo well Jones, yeah, Jones Likely, um, as yeah. well. Um, I think there's someone else. Who, there's, there's definitely six players that I count that are definitely leaving, but definitely going to leave at the end of the season. They're out of contract, so they're going to be leaving. Um, and then you've got possibly Henderson um, and uh, Bailly as well, and Martial, and possibly Ronaldo, depending on you know where that one uh, and lands up. Uh, and that's that's ten. That's that's already ten players that are going. We've not even touched on the players that we want to go. One player that I've not mentioned. Um, you know, we're going to come to the end probably, but that's ten players, Mike, that are going to go at the end of the season. And um, it's like playing real life FIFA in a way, isn't it? Because you've got ten and ten in, ten out. 
Um, it's it's a big overhaul that's going to be needed. Um, how many players do you think United need? I mean, and what are the key positions that they need to address? Yeah, well, I mean, certainly, you know, a, a great um, or you know, a good, you know, defensive midfielder. We we need we've been needing one for years. Um, I mean, since Rangnick came, a lot of names have been. I mean, especially in the January window, a lot of names were were mentioned. Um, I mean, my um, my ideal would be like a Jude Bellingham or someone like that. You know, uh, I think uh, West Ham is is pricing Rice just out of possibility, and I'm not entirely convinced he'd be the guy, anyways. Um, so yeah, I think um, you know we need a center back. I mean, McGuire, and, and I was reading today that, you know, uh, McGuire may be someone who suffers in the Ten Hag system. Um, I mean, he's not playing very well this season. I think he just suffers. I don't think he suffers. I think he just suffers. Yeah, yeah. I'll come back uh, to McGuire at the end because there's a very interesting comment that I have on McGuire. We'll come to the end, but I'll let you finish. Um, yeah, so, um, you know, and I was reading today too that, um, you know, obviously a striker. Um, and I mean, so I've seen names mentioned uh, here and there. and. And I think also, I think this is a time not to go for the really big names. This mm-hmm. is a time to like know the players you need for your system, know that and, you know, get players that are, are going to work uh, and, and that are young um, and hungry. Uh, not and English. I think, young, and, hungry, yeah, and maybe, not maybe not English. <laughs> Although, you know, I mean, I've been reading that um, James Garner is having a really good season at, at Nottingham right. Forest and he, could be some, I mean, I remember seeing him a year or two ago thinking, okay, this guy's actually really good. Um, and maybe we don't need to, you know, I mean, he's perhaps still young, but yeah, I would say, you know, a, a great, a great central defensive midfielder at a minimum. Um, and also, I mean, I was reading today as well, you know, we, we don't have um, like a De Bruyne type, someone mm-hmm. who like really runs, runs the pitch. You know, and 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 Fernandez did it for a little bit um, when he when he first came, but that doesn't really seem to be his role now. Somehow, or things have changed. So, I think somebody like that, um, and, and and a striker. I think there are assets there already that, with perhaps Ten Hogs coaching, you know, would almost be like a transfer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, we could maybe talk about that. But yeah, yeah I mean, I was you know, uh, I, I was really. I was hoping we'd get Varane for years and it's been a bit disappointing. He's been injured a lot when he has been in the team, you know, he's, he's really solid. He's great to watch, but he's just been injured so much. Um, so yeah. Uh, uh, center back, central defensive midfielder, um, you know, a De Bruyne type somehow. And, and I think a striker a key, I mean, Ten Hogs probably going to make better use of Sancho, you know, hopefully um, he's had glimpses this year. So, yeah. Yeah, well, the question is, of course, the right winger. That, you know, is, is something that always, you know, he's trying to be the right, right, right winger, but he's turned out to be a better left winger, so he's not playing on the left. Um, so, I mean, you know, keep trying to find the right winger apparently every season and it doesn't happen. Um, fine, I mean, Mike actually touched on some good points. Um, talking about strikers, uh, one of the names, that, the, the, the real name that's been named is Darwin Nunes. I don't know if you've heard mm-hmm. of him, but he's from Benfica striker. You know, it's going to cost a bomb. Uh, it's going to be about, they're talking about 80 million euros, I think it's the price tag. Um, would you, would, I mean, again, Mike just touched on the point of Declan Rice. I don't think right now that they need to go for any any English players at all. And and, and I, I leave Ghana out of it because Ghana is a youth product, so youth academy players are different. But I don't think we need to sign any English players. 
um, which worries me a little bit because there's still talk of Kane, there's still talk of Phillips, um, you know, Calvin Phillips and Leeds. It's yeah. a it's a bit of a, a thing. I don't know what what's going on there. Um, but are there any are there any other signings signings that that you would like to see um, at United? Um, you know, in terms of uh, transfers in. Yeah, I mean, you know, Mike touched a lot about the areas that we need support in, and um, I'm not opposed to any English players. I just think the price tag. It just eats into the budget, doesn't it? It just eats. If it can come under fifty million, then we can have conversations about English players. But the English tax on on certain players, like, um, is what try what makes me shy away. Um, I agree with Mike. I think the midfield position needs to be bolstered up with Pogba and Matic leaving. Um, and matter, yeah. And 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 one matter for the five to ten minutes he played this season. Um, <laughs> But I think uh, I think one name that sticks out for me in midfield is Tuka. I, I probably say his name wrong. Tukumeni. 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 Yeah, yeah. No, he's he's. I I didn't want to mention Tukumeni. He's probably gonna go to Madrid. Um, Madrid. I've heard, yeah. I've, I've heard rumors of him going to Madrid. I was gonna say, and he was also linked with Liverpool and also Manchester United. Um. So you know, he he's. I've seen I've seen a few articles explaining like how he can pretty much play a lot of the mid, like box to box, somewhat of a defensive midfielder. Um, and he's being priced reasonably in the French league. The French league has some quality midfielders over there. Uh, I think right back needs to be addressed as well. Uh, mm. you know, I, I, I think the reason why the right side struggles is because the right back position um doesn't really provide much moving like going forward and i'm not no knock on Juan Bisaka or or Dalo i think you know they both bring one side to the game but not the other um in their respective skills uh they might need a, yeah they might need a left back too because i mean they play the right back on, on the left uh against yeah. Liverpool, so they might need a left back a backup left back as well yeah um, um player names other than that i've heard you know so many di- i i like a lot of the names being said you know bisuma from um brian uh he's 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 quite good uh neves from ruben neves yeah ruben neves is another mm-hmm. midfielder um there's uh, also um it's well alvarez from ajax um who was yeah. supposed to be at the den Haag, and there's enzo fernandez from river plate uh who was supposed to be the i, I don't think that will happen but yeah um so think, uh, sorry sorry Robert. one thing i would say is that um, you know, we with those 10 players that or like six to 10 players we said that might be leaving. I see, though, a lot of, you know, the, you know, depending on the callbacks of on loan and the youth system, we might see some 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 players that come up through that. We saw Hannibal play, I think, on on uh, Tuesday for like five minutes and everyone was talking about him because. Mm-hmm. He, he made kind of, tackles. That's why he made two tackles. Yeah, exactly. He was, he was just he just did like three tackles, and we were like, yes, this is <laughs> it. Um, because we're desperate for players that want to play for this team and fight, you know, for the shirt. Mm-hmm. So I see a lot, you know, if if you know Ten Hag knows how to play with you, youth, uh, and brought up a lot of youth to, to the system, it might just be some of these players that have that um that were away, like Van de Beek as well. He might just be a new signing mm-hmm. when he comes back. Um, or being brought Garner, like Mike said, um, so it, it it might be a mix of of uh, you know signings and then people coming back and the youth as well to fill up that ten player role. But all in all, like is I, I think I'll be excited to see as long as they're committed to the cause and really want to play for this team, I'll be happy to see anybody really 
on this team coming uh, this far. Yeah, at center back as well, they've uh, got Julian Timber and Pau Torres, who's a two players. Yeah, Timber is another right. name. So, well, again, Timber from Ajax. Um, I'm just going to take Ajax. Ajax. So Ajax. Yeah, I, yeah. So I wouldn't <laughs> want too many Ajax players to come to, you, to United at this point. I think it's best not to, again, because again, it's familiarity. You don't want that. So it'd be nice to not have too many Ajax players, but we'll see what happens. Another name that's not been mentioned, uh, we should mention it because we're all proud Canadians, Jonathan David. Uh, from oh, yeah. Real. Now, that's a player. Uh, I think he's severely underrated because I think he's Canadian, probably. That's why he's a bit underrated because, yeah, I mean, when you've got a talented Canadian and a talented Uruguayan, you probably go for the talented Uruguayan and Darwin Nunes. But, uh, uh, you know, David's cheaper. I think, I think he would be a good option for United. They want him. I, yeah. I do think Arsenal will go for him, though. I think um, they need a striker, so Arsenal might go for Jonathan David. But, uh, yeah, that's another name that will throw out in the hat as well, um, you know, as, as someone who's potential. But, I mean, Mike, also coming back to this, and we'll talk about existing players quickly, but I wanted to touch on this as well. I mean, 10 players leaving in a season, uh, you know, United, even though it used to be time when people didn't want to leave United, but now here we are talking about 10 players going. Um, is that uh, is mismanagement, uh, bad recruitment? I mean, what is it that, uh, you know, we're in a situation right now where, I mean, it's, it's that's probably fortuitous for the new manager, but in some ways it's probably also um, sad because you have so many players that are itch itching to leave or, or ready to leave. Um, all of the above. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, as we all know, it's um, yeah, just, you know, you years it. of of kind of scattershot recruitment. You know, um, I mean, uh, you know, like a player, I'd be, I'll be sad to see would be Mata. I mean, I think he's he's been one of the better signings post Ferguson. You know, mm -hmm. he's obviously loved playing at United. Um, I mean, he hasn't been able, he hasn't been played much the last year or so. Um, but um, yeah, uh, you know, I just, I just think it's time, you know, and, and it's just, it's got to be done. And, and it's just one of those things where I think it, almost in a way you, you've got to be cold, <laughs> you know, but, yeah. but, you know, it's, um, I mean, I also think like someone we didn't mention too is Brandon Williams, you know, he's, he's had a, a pretty good season at Norwich. Um, he could come in left back, right back um but yeah you know i'm not going to be that sad to see pogba go um i mean it just hasn't worked out um i wish it had because on the days when he's on he's easily I, for me one of the top five players in the world it's just he doesn't do it enough it's like three four games a season he had four assists what was it in the first two games of the year and i think it's seven assists or six or seven games. yeah and then it's yeah. like you know, nothing. He did his usual two-month injury. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think, you know what, they talk about, you know, I guess when, when uh, Solskjaer came out, you talk about like a cultural reboot. I think this would be the cultural reboot. You know, some players that, you know, they're coming to the end, you know, Matches has said he's going, right? You know, Mats is going and, and Pogba's done and others. Um, and so, you know, move them out, get it done, be cold, um, and, and, you know, bring in the youth, bring in the academy players, bring in players that, you know, want to play for the team and, and want to succeed and, and give Ten Hag the, the time and the power. And, um, yeah, and, you know, uh, as, you know, you're, you're seeing on Twitter and elsewhere, like, people are just, they're, they're disappointed with the players. Yeah, and, and I think, and that's the big thing, and and that's hard for me too. It's been hard to watch. You know, I'm a, I'm a bit of a masochist in a way. I'm going to watch these matches, but Liverpool is a two nil. All right, I'm done. I, I just can't watch it anymore because yeah. just the players aren't playing. 
Well, I, I don't think the players wanted to watch it either. Two 0 they were like, yeah, sure. That but once once full yeah. time coming, ref can he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think they were interested yeah, yeah. In either. After two, and I guess the, I guess that for me is is what's been the mystery. I guess in the last couple of years is um, you know, they've had opportunities to get to a final, win a trophy, you know, secure fourth. I mean, we're doing it again. We're we're kind of shooting ourselves in in our own feet. We could eat if if we just stayed consistent. We, we could do this, but it's, it's, it's the mentality and, and it's hard yeah. to watch. And, and this is the first time, I guess, since I've been a United fan where I'm like, I'm sad. I'm disappointed, you know, not, not quite tipping to despair just yet, but so yeah. I think, you know what, and, and that was one thing that Ferguson was great at, right. Was resetting the team, yeah. you know, moving players mm-hmm. out, no one's bigger than the team, you know, and, and reboots and rejigs and, and so forth. And you see, you see Klopp doing it at Liverpool, like slowly bringing in a Jota and now Diaz, you know, and one guy here, one guy there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, Alcantara is having a good season now and, you know, and, and it's, and they find a way to like, you know, carefully renew the team. But Mm -hmm. I think, Maybe, you know, we got to give it, let's say next season, move the 10 out or whoever's going to be bringing people, get 10 hog a year to start settling in and then see what happens. Yeah. I don't think we can put any expectations on next season. I, I wouldn't want to do it. Yeah. Either. So we're not going to talk about what the goals are for next season. We're going to yeah, skip yeah. that part because, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just a wait and watch. We've got to wait and see. Uh, Farhan, I mean, just coming to the end here, but I want to talk about a few of the, of the gun players and what happens to them because, I mean, that's that's the key part, isn't it? We're talking about the players. I mean, Donny van de Beek, um, we touched on him coming back, new signing. He's made some questionable career choices. I, I still can't for the life of me believe why he went, decided yeah. to move to Everton, and he must be asking himself as well why I brought Everton. <laughs> um, but he's coming back now. Uh, probably think will or he'll be coming back. We assume, and hopefully, hopefully, Tana will give an opportunity uh, to prove that he why he was. And and then if you get him, you don't really need a creative midfielder because he's that creative midfielder. Unless unless he decides that unless Tana decides he doesn't want Bruno. In which case they've just given him a five, given him a new five-year contract, and God alone knows what they're going to do with Bruno next. Um, but I mean, there's Donny van der Beek, there's Marcus Rashford as well, uh, there's Bruno Fernandez as well, uh, and then of course we've got to talk about Cristiano Ronaldo and Harry Maguire. Uh, what do you see with the futures of, of these players? Yeah. These ones in particular. Totally, uh, it's tough to say. Um, you know, me, my my inclination is that you know when it comes to Ronaldo, Maguire, Rashford, I I think they'll slowly be eased out of this team only because like I, I from what I've read about Ten Hag's system and the type of the, the way he likes to play he likes to play with the high line and a defender that's has the ball at his feet and can make those passes that does not sound like Maguire at all um especially from what we've seen this season so and, and then you know but he what he's done with Tadic at, um at Ajax you know re-resurrected his career from Southampton I don't know if that can happen with Cristiano Ronaldo. I don't think oh, so. Oh, yeah, Bruno. I mean, I think Ronaldo would be more like Haller, wouldn't he? Haller was the one who was a flop. Oh, yes. Sorry, yeah, he played false nine. Yeah, there's a striker. Tadic would probably be the Bruno if he was He could yeah. maybe become that player. Um, well, Bruno needs to be reined in, in my opinion. He needs, mm-hmm. uh, like, he needs to be uh, told a specific role and, like, stick to that specific position or whatever that vision might be because I, I think he's been a little, a bit all over the place this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rashford, uh, it's very unfortunate. I, you know, I have a soft spot for him, so I, I feel, I feel for him. He's put a lot for this club and and done a lot for this team, and 
it's just unfortunate to seem like that. I, I hope whatever he, he, you know, I hope Tanha can somewhat, you know, resurrect him back to what we saw for maybe two seasons ago because he hasn't been playing well the last two seasons, if we're being honest. Mm-hmm. And um, um, so, yeah, I, I do, those three in particular, Sancho, Sancho, the verdict still, he's, he's, he's like the NBA, he's shown glimpses of what he can do, but not consistently, not enough to feel confident in the fact that he's worth whatever price we paid. And I, 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 I hope that it's just, you know, the way the team is playing, how we're, we're being down, that it has an effect on a lot of these guys and that when someone who can come in and coach and provide more insight uh, into like how a team should be playing and like what roles are defined, then maybe we'll see a lot of these guys flourish. Personally, I don't know if all of them will be here, you know, two years, three years down the line, uh, maybe two. If I'm being honest, Sancho Bruno, um, but uh, I ho- I hope I hope to see what comes and like hopefully some of them can stay. Not Maguire though. I hope he can leave, but the rest of them. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's uh, well Sancho. I think is he'll probably be here for a little longer. I don't I don't think you can judge him on one season anyway. He's probably gonna take. I think he might enjoy playing with uh, Dan Hagen the way that he plays. Um, but touching that point, I find about Marcus Rashford because I mean there's two points of it: Rashford and Ronaldo. I think that well, I think I think Rashford, Ronaldo, and Bruno are kind of in that last chance saloon kind of area with next season. Mm. They've got to perform well, but then Ronaldo is already out of contract at the end of next season, so it doesn't really matter what he does because he's gonna leave. So um, I I think it's more for Rashford and Bruno. I think next season really is about you know that that's the last chance to kind of impress and kind of prove that uh, they can still have a future United. Um, Rashford just is completely out of confidence at the moment, isn't he? I mean he, he can't even. I mean he. I, I don't know whether it's become predictable because every time he tries to run past players and he loses the ball, I think that's like that's pretty much that's what he's done. He's not added to his game a little bit. Bruno, I mean, he's more interested in whining and complaining and <laughs> talking, and it, it just feels like certain players have almost given up on their uh, on the season. I mean, if not their careers, they're definitely given up on the season. Yeah, yeah. No, I I, I think. Uh, yeah. Sorry, just to, just to touch on like one thing that I I did remember was uh, I think. I read an article about how the fitness of these these players and yep. Ragnik was commenting about mm-hmm. how um, people get injured per se and it's it, you look at Liverpool and you look at Man City and they're quite he- Liverpool he said they're <clears throat> potentially in four cups and still quite healthy mm-hmm. and uh, in comparison to us where we have like seven players injured at the moment so it's it's a lot to question in terms of like what's going on in the background what do you know, when Ole was there, what are they doing in practice? Uh, so it's it's just a lot of question marks that you hope, you know, it's a lot of pressure for Ten Hag, but you hope some of them get answered with mm-hmm. him being appointed and like the, the structure being put in place in terms of uh, who comes in and who 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 leaves, you know? Yeah. Sorry, Mike, we got you up there. Um, do you have anything oh, to add? Oh, sorry? No, no, I'm saying, did, did you have anything to add to that? Oh, yeah, well... Um... Yeah, I think uh, I think Fahir makes some good points about um, you know I think we're gonna have to look at easing Maguire on. <laughs> it's just like yeah. I mean it's strange because he plays so well with England and, and I was reading that well he plays really well in in that Southgate's back three system. Um, so it's not like he's he's like suddenly a bad defender. I just think he's not a defender for the style that you know, like we see City and, and Liverpool and other teams playing. Like he's just, he's been exposed too much. Um, I think, I think, I yeah. Disagree, but I'll let you finish. Yeah, and it's, 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 it's been sad to see what's happened with Rashford. Uh, it's, I think it's something mental maybe. Like he had his surgery 
he came back, he had a good few games, and then he just seems to have stalled. I wonder if, you know, someone like a Ten Hag can come in and like as Farhan was saying, and I think, I think this is where we would really see Sancho um, uh, come to the fore. Because, you know, I, I read earlier in the season that, you know, he's coming from, you know, Dortmund where there was a clear system and how you press and where you go and who does what at what time. And with Solskjaer, you know, and, and the other players on the team, you see Sancho doing one thing and nobody's following him properly stuff. So, um, uh, so I think he'll benefit. And I think Bandebeek is a really interesting uh, thing because apparently, you know, before he came to United, he was on the long list for the Ballon d'Or one year, right? So he's not suddenly a bad player. But I was thinking today, and this might be quite radical, but um, move to Hayon and, and give the job to Henderson. You know, like Henderson's much more the kind of keeper that, that that benefits the system that a Ten Hag would play. And I was thinking, look what look what Guardiola did with Hart. You know, basically, you know, nope. <laughs> and brought in um, I'm forgetting the goal. Yeah, he ended up yeah, he ended up not doing so well, I think, but yeah. um, or at least the but um but like Hart was was City, right? He was the guy. And Guardiola's like, yeah, you 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 don't fit what I need. You can't play with the ball at your feet. And I was thinking today, you know, I mean, De Gea has probably been, along with Ronaldo, our best player this year. But is it time to, you know, move him on? And if you're going to do a reboot, have a keeper. And, and you know, that's the great thing that um, Liverpool and City did, you know, with getting Allison and Ederson, like keepers that, that play that, that can fit that system. Um, and I wonder if we might need to see a, a kind of radical choice uh, like that yeah maybe yeah. it's not so radical but you know well i mean yeah i mean it depends on the i mean what happens with the, I, I don't think the goalkeeper is an immediate problem and i think um with yeah. the kind of wages he's on you're not going to put him on the bench and you're not going to be able to sell him so um i think he's going to be here for at least another year but i mean we'll see what happens. there's always rumors about what henderson's role is and what the hair's role is and i think um like yeah and i'll make up my final point there but i'll just touch on Maguire because you mentioned Maguire. <laughs> i think Maguire is probably the most I, I, I honestly believe he's the worst starting centre back in the Premier League right now. Like, there's no centre back starting centre back in, in any game, in any team. You could pick the worst team in the league, which is probably Watford, and their centre backs are probably better than Harry Maguire. I, I really honestly <laughs> don't think. Honestly, I, and, I, and I've seen it. You know, the problem with Maguire when he plays for England, you're playing against Albania, you're playing against San Marino. You're not really playing against the big teams usually. And he has three. He has two centre backs next to him. He has two wing backs on either side, and he's got two defensive midfielders in front of him. So he's got like five players whose job it is to protect him. Uh, it's probably six actually. My math is good. Yeah, six. He's got six players whose job it is to protect him. Um, so I, I don't think he's. I don't think there's a good defender there. I think he's an okay defender. He's good for a Burnley. Maybe he could play the Burnley. Burnley are not the, going to be in the Premier League next season. So you know he's not even going to be able to get it, to get you know. So he's not. You, you're shutting into the championship, are you? <laughs> <laughs> well, the, well, I mean the, the issue for them right now is that well, you know what? That's not true. They could actually be in the Premier next season if Everton kind of slip up and they might slip. And so yeah, I'm being disrespectful that they might still be in the Premier League. But I think that's where his level is, Burnley. Like that's that's the team that he needs to be for. Um, I, uh, he's not he's not a top level center, but that's my opinion. And I feel sorry for him. I would feel sorry for him actually. But then he comes up with statements like the one he made yeah, yeah. the game. I don't know if anybody has read it, but it's basically if I wasn't so good, two managers wouldn't be picking me. I'm like, oh my yeah. god, you know, like just. Yeah. Um, and then he he's not a captain for sure. He's not a captain. He doesn't do interviews. He, uh, you know, apparently there's a clip he put a clip on his on Twitter making a forty yard pass. Um, to I think I don't know who was in the beach, the 40 yard pass, yeah, <laughs> that's the to Dalo, yeah, that's right. 
Yeah, yeah, he put that up. No, 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 no. He put a clip uh, after the knowledge game. He actually put a clip of a pass. He made a 40-yard pass and actually reached a player. He actually put that clip <laughs> of himself doing it on Twitter. So, you know, he's like desperately trying to prove that he's good. Yeah, see, that, that's just my reaction as well. Hands on the head, right? And then he does that to, to Hannibal where he, you know, plays a pass out and it's like, well, it's Hannibal's fault. Um, and of course, what he did after that, apparently he was trying to play offside while Lindelof was like five, he could see Lindelof was five yards behind him and apparently he still tried to play offside. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what, what it is. He does think, I feel sorry for him. I want to feel sorry for him, but then he does stuff like that, but you don't feel sorry for Maguire. So I would love to see him move on, but realistically, I don't think he will be leaving at the end of the season. The, the investment is just too much that they will call it quits on him. He'll probably be stripped of captaincy. Uh, That's what I was going to ask you. What do you think? Of, I was just going to say, do you mm. think that happens? I think it will. I think it will happen. The only problem is who do you give it to then? And I think that's why, and again, conspiracy theory, I think that's why Ranik said that we need an upgrade in 10 outfield positions. He didn't mention the goalkeeper because I think De Gea will be the captain next season because mm. he's the only logical choice. You can't give it to Ronaldo. You can't give it to Bruno. So I think that's that's why he said that. So I think that's that's probably where they're headed. But I mean, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, on that note, I think we'll... Um, any final thoughts? Uh, we'll kind of wrap it up here. Um, but uh, are there any uh, final thoughts? And I think, uh, Mike Fahan, anything that that, we, that means we added about this whole yeah, situation? I think, um, uh, well, in a season of disappointment, um, you know, this Ten Hog is, you know, maybe a kind of a light at, light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak. Um, I mean, as we talked about earlier, you know, we're learning to kind of live with bated breath when it comes to United these days. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think, um, you know, I, I was happy we got wrong, Nick, and I still am, even though things haven't quite worked out. Um, I, I'm still happy with that. But um, I'm, I'm glad they made this appointment. I, I'm glad they didn't go for like Pochettino and maybe some of the more obvious choices. I think this could be a really good kind of um, coming together of a manager just at the right time in his career, uh, a team that is going to be a massive challenge. But if he's given, if he's given the power and, and given the support, I don't, I don't think, I don't think we're going to need to wait five years. It could be two. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, if, if everything goes well, five years is not needed to be waited. I think it can be yeah. sooner. Um, but you know, it all depends, right? I mean, we're not going to sit here and predict that we're going to do a quadruple in five years' time or four years' time. I don't think we should be doing that. So we we'll just wait and see what happens, right? Um, and then we go from there. Um, Farhan, um, anything for you to do? No, I, I think Mike said pretty much everything. I one thing I would say is that it's. It, it might, we just got to be patient as well uh, throughout all this. Obviously, you know, it, I don't think it should take five years before we're competing at the high level again, but it will take time for um, Tanag to adjust to the Premier League speed and uh, the, the intensity of the game. I'm sure it'll take some time there. So, um, but he, if, if he's, um, if he's back the way he we we understood he's back and he has some power over the final or the final say over certain players, then I have no like what Ragnik said was 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 what I feel like. It, if you have a clear plan in two to three windows, you can get what you need in that time frame. And I just hope this team doesn't just derail with one signing of like you know the Cristiano Ronaldo, you know the high. The Maguire, whatever, just to derail the plan for the for the most part, and and just stick to it. So, mm -hmm. uh, I hope I hope we 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 do that this time yeah. around. 
This final I think, sorry, I think sorry, yeah, I think Farhan, yeah. what you said, um, even if you know it's a young team and we get some players in new and whatnot, it takes a little bit. I just want to see them compete. Yeah. At, at a minimum. Compete. Yeah. Yeah, every football, every right? ball, yeah. 90 minutes, you know, yeah. and, and I mean, and that's where you see like a, the separation between like, you know, uh, a Liverpool, a city, even a Chelsea, like every player competes. Mm -hmm. everywhere across the pitch and if we get that i mean and even if we don't make fourth and don't make champions league next year we end up maybe fifth sixth seventh mm -hmm. as long as we compete and there's effort and desire and i think it sounds like ten hog will be um uh, good for that yeah yeah no, i think that, well, we've got the arsenal game coming this weekend that would be an important one Ooh. hopefully the players will realize that there's a new manager that's watching them and their oh, yeah. futures are on the line. Uh, hopefully Good some point. of them at least get that message. So I, I don't think they will, but yes, yeah. some of them will, will think like that and maybe we'll get a decent performance out of them, but we'll see what happens. Um, final notes on that as well. Um, uh, Den Haag's uh, assistant coach, Ma Michael Van der Gay, that's, I think I was pronounced, we'll let you ask Lisette. We're going to start learning how to pronounce these names, uh, all these Dutch names, I'll ask Lisette to help us out. Uh, but yes, there will be assistant uh, number two. I think there was talk about Robin Van Persie coming in, perhaps even uh, Rene Mullenstein or even Steve McLaren. That is still to be decided, so we don't know where that's happening. And I think the last thing that I will say, because I think I forgot about to mention that, um, but regards to David De Gea or anybody else, if Ten Hag says he doesn't want David De Gea, you know, we got to be all in, right? we got to say, that's fine. That's your decision. If you want to start with Harry Maguire, you start with Harry Maguire, right? Um, whatever he says, you know, we've got, we've got to be all in. I think the coaches need to be all in, the players need to be all in. we got to let him do what he wants to do. I don't think he will start Harry Maguire unless he's been told by upper, upper management that he's got to start him. But if he decides that that's that's that I'm going to play with Harry Maguire as my left-sided centre back, who's going to have to worry about, who's basically basically in Denmark system. If you've never seen it, the left-sided and the right, the two centre backs are basically full backs, and the full backs are basically wingers. That's how they play. And Harry yeah. Maguire is probably going to be worried about. We're sure, I'm sure, sure. Why are you so far up, uh, Varan Lindelof? Why are you guys so far away from me? I need you guys off close, please. Thank you, Harry. Sorry, what's going to happen? But if he decides to do that, that's his decision. I think we have to support it. Um, but if he drops Ronaldo. So be it, you drop an order. I think that's what it is. I think everybody's just got to be all in. So um, let's play a very quick game. I will ask both of you just as a number question. Farhan, um, uh, let's start with you. What is the over-under on the number of games for it takes for the media to turn on Ten Hag? Because he's not there oh. today. He's not there today. I mean, you know what? I saw an email. I saw an article today on the Manchester Evening News, in case any of you read it. Basically, it's that Ten Hag is a yes man. Pochettino is not a yes man. Apparently, that's what this is literally said on the Manchester Evening News. Oh. Ten Hag is a yes man and Pochettino is not. Because apparently he told Daniel Levy that he was that he should have spent more money. Um, you know that he was not happy with the money spent. But yeah, I don't know. You know where they got get this information. So we're already seeing things like this, bits and bobs. Um, so yeah, how many games? What's the under? How many games? Because I, I think it will take three games. I didn't even say three games. Is what oh, that's generous. That's very generous of you. I... <laughs> well, I, I'm assuming they'll win their first two, and then they'll, they'll fly us. You know, quarter the third. That's that's what going. But how many do you think? Yeah, what's we'll yeah. I'm going to say two. <laughs> before <laughs> before we get the Daily Mail article, a Manchester News article, Gary Neville, yeah. Gary Neville on Sky Sports, and Gary yeah. Neville on us. This is why we should have got Pochettino. Oh, I can already see it for sure. Pochettino, yeah. they should have signed Pochettino because he's got yeah. the you know DNA. He's got the understanding. Yeah. He's got the DNA. That's what. Mike, what's your answer? I was actually going to say ten. <laughs> ten. Well, ten for ten hard. There you go. That's good. Ten yeah, for ten yeah. hard. Well, I mean, yeah. I think. <laughs> You know, I think hopefully there's at least an understanding that, you know, this is a new thing. It's a reboot. You know, we're going to move players out, bring new players in. 
like Farhan said, you know, or I think you said too, Rohit, you know, he's got to acclimatize in the Premier League. And I think 10 games will take us up to about what, Christmas or so? Is that about uh, right? Not, huh? um, depends. You think 10 league games or 10 games in total? Because they're playing the Europa uh, League. Oh, well, the, league games. Prem, again, prem. But... It has to be the Prem. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Premier League so games take takes you probably into October. October? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, right. Yeah, because they start in August. So, yeah. Well, yeah. they're going to start so, early this year as well because the World by Cup. By the fall. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, at that point, you know, 10 games in, you, you've played what? About almost half the league. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know the schedule yet, I don't think. Um, so, and, and I think we start to see like what the team's going to look like. And, and, but I think that, as I was saying a few minutes ago, I think it's going to be the mentality. And uh, if he I changes am. the mentality, then I think that will maybe stave off, you know, some of the wolves, so to speak. But I mean, if well, they're already you know, saying he's... Mike, you're, you're, very gen- you're very generous and you're very uh, calm-hearted. <laughs> Media doesn't work that way, my friend. Three, no, I mean, 10 know, games is way too much. Yeah, no, it's only idealist. because he's not their choice, right? When somebody is your choice, you kind of are a little bit more open. Um, and I think they gave Solskjaer a lot of time because he was their choice. I don't think Ten Hag is their choice. So, we'll wait and see, though. Um, all we can do as fans is stick together. And hopefully we can, you know, because this is our choice in some ways. And so we've got to stick by him at least for two or three years, whatever, however long it takes. Um, for it to work. But anyway, on that note, thank you so much for hand. Thank you so much, Mike. I think you went a bit longer than we thought we would. But it's always great to hear your opinions and, uh, you know, your uh, insights into, into what is a, it's It's an exciting moment uh, in time. If everyone's also depressed from Tuesday and what and probably more depressed from what's to come on Saturday and then next week, I think probably will be more excited. But I think it's just tempered excitement at this point. This is what, you know, the club does to you, right? This is what they do. But nonetheless, thank you so much for joining. Really appreciate all of that. If you enjoyed this video, please remember to like, share, and subscribe to our channel on YouTube as well as on Facebook. We're also on Instagram now, uh, Footy Late Night. That's our handle. So please do uh, follow us on Instagram as well. You can catch all the exciting content that we have for you. We're going to have uh, some more coming up tomorrow. And then, of course, we've got uh, a lot of match reactions coming up on Saturday. Uh, and talking of, of one more thing, which of titles, uh, Bayern Munich could win their 10th title in a row on Saturday. You might be there for the reaction. I mean, that's, that's a real underdog story there for you. If you're, really, if you're interested in that. But yeah, you probably might we'll be following that story as well. So stay tuned. Uh, take care. Have a good day or night, whatever time you're watching this. And we'll see you again very soon. All right. Bye. Thanks, Bye. gentlemen.